Manier, Brendan Q. You are the goodest things like in the world. I've got to tell you, I love spending time with you on all the Zooms and all the house parties and all the things. Well, I mean, Daddy, so first and foremost, I love you too. And I'm very thankful for you. And you've got the biggest heart and you're so kind. Um, but I have to tell you that we're also real, right? So we have to be real. And I had a huge wobble on, on Friday afternoon going into Friday evening. And I think you saved my life just by sending me a message quite late on Friday night, but asking me to join in the house party. And um, for the listeners that, that might not know, but Danny and I and a couple of Danny's friends uh, during like stage five, level five lockdown, um, would do quite a few house parties. And I'm not talking about being in a house. I'm talking about the app where we did it from our houses and we just caught up uh, spend time with each other. We haven't done that in a while, Dan. No, because you know what? Everyone else went back to quote unquote normal life and I refused. So I am still too afraid and I'm still kind of, I'm, I'm behaving. Um, so I still- Behaving, behaving. I don't, I, I mean, you, you said afraid. I don't think you're afraid. You're just being responsible. And that's cool. Kudos to you. I am with you. Yeah. So I'm still house fighting. I don't think many other people are, but everyone still has the app. So every now and then, randomly at about 9 10 or 11 at night friday someone might get a message from me going house party question mark <laughs> and that means well i loved it i loved it and uh, we just want to listen to music and talk and just hang out it was the best so yeah um my my heart was full after our little house party and my cup was full again and i was ready to face another day on saturday I am really, really glad. You know, I, you make me feel like I'm ready to face another day with your good news stories. Like every morning, I've said this before, every morning I wake up and the first thing I do is go on to Good Things Guy and go and read some lacquer things. Nothing ever makes me feel ugly. You know, like everything is just good. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the essence of why, this is the essence of why I started the site was to give people that feeling. And it's quite strange because six years in and I, I forget that I actually have readers. Like I, I do the work and I write the articles and we put them out there, but often I'm doing it for myself. And I, I, I that's like, that sounds selfish, right? But I like reading the good news. So, so I write it and then I put it up there, you know, in case somebody else wants to, and I forget that there's people that are actually reading my stuff. Okay. Now, this wasn't part of the good stuff that I wanted to talk about today, but I've just been on Facebook and I see a lot of people and you don't do it anymore. You don't share the letter from the president anymore, but a lot of people are sharing it today and are saying that this letter means that he says that we are going back to level five in December for Christmas. And... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't mean to laugh. It's just, oh, Danny, I, I actually posted the other day um, and I need to find it uh, to get the actual wording. But basically, I put up an inspirational post on my social media platforms every morning. And I think it's vitally important to be sharing um, those inspiring thoughts and also to create nice conversations. And again, it's a little bit selfish, but it helps me um, it helps me be inspired. And one of the things that I, one of the, one of the things that I wrote, um, it was like last week, Wednesday or Thursday, but I basically spoke about how 
we need to be braver in our pursuit of knowledge. And, and one of the hardest pills to swallow is that many of our opinions are not actually ours and are really something that's been created by someone else. So I don't post about the letter uh, from the president, but I do read it. And um, I read this morning's letter and I can tell you now the people that are sharing on social media saying that we're going to go back into lockdown level five, haven't read the letter. No, no, because I've read it about six times trying to find where, <laughs> where they could even have that that's what he was saying. He was just saying, but hey, guys, come. Like, the, oh, yeah, so, I mean, or am I wrong? You know, Maybe I don't read no. it. Like a no, 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 no. So, um, the, the basis of his letter this week was all about how we're in a recovery phase right now and we're trying to rebuild the economy. I mean, he goes on a, a tangent about how the governments have done so much for the country and a big pat on the back, which I, I didn't enjoy um, because I've got my own opinions on that. But the, the basis of it is we need to continue to play our part. Otherwise, if we do not act responsibly, um, there are, there might, so this is where it comes, there might be uh, consequences to those choices that people are making. Yes, we can all celebrate the fact that today there is only um, 37,781 active cases in the country, but, you know, this, this, this virus started with one person, and that that multiplied to more. So we still, I believe, should be acting responsibly. I am very fearful at the moment about speaking um, about the virus or, or COVID. Uh, I wrote an article last week um, about people staying mentally well and financially well. Um, and, I, and I know that we can't, uh, it's, it's such a blanket statement to say that we need to be financially well. But you know, my, my article was just about the fact that should it happen? Should it happen that the numbers go up? Um, should it happen that we go into lockdown for whatever reason? Then we need to be prepared for that. We can't, we can't hide away from the fact that this isn't going anywhere. And um, it, the, the article was really well received by the majority of people that read it. It got picked up by two big mainstream media websites um, that also published it as opinion pieces. And, and then on Friday afternoon, it was the reason that I had a little bit of a mental breakdown, um, was because I received a whole bunch of online bullying and hate from people who are anti-COVID, anti-government, anti-anti. So, so right now, I'm quite fearful of talking about it because I think people are very angry and the future is uncertain. And it's moments like this that are so important. Guys, instead of passing on information by going, um, oh my goodness, this is what the letter said. Read the letter. Yeah, read, just read, just read the words. That's all. Like, read the words. Don't, don't be like my English teacher who used to make us read between the lines. Just read the letter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, um, yeah, I don't think that we are going into anything, but I do, uh, you know, if you, if you want to act responsible then act responsible, if you don't want to act responsible, then don't want to act responsible, then just don't do it. It's, you know, it's all it's just stop shaming each other and stop being nasty to each other. It's, I had a really bad time Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm 
sorry that I brought it up, but I just saw it on Facebook and I really wanted to talk about it because I think that it's necessary that we not only remind each other to be careful and to be vigilant and to defensively live, but also yes. not be so cuck on social media to each other about everything. Oh, I'm, I am thankful that you did bring this up because, so, it, it, you know, it, it was quite serendipitous that this happened to me on Friday. About a month ago, I got booked to be on a TikTok panel um, for anti-bullying. And I'd basically written my, I, I had a 15-minute slot, and then uh, we did Q&A afterwards. And it was with a, a fantastic, fantastic spokesperson from UNICEF. Um, we had a media monitoring person there to speak about the media and how, how actually bullying plays out. And then we had um, one of TikTok's top creators with millions and millions of followers here in South Africa. Um, and it was just cool to be part of the panel. And I'd written this whole presentation. And... Uh, and then I got bullied on Friday. And, I, and when I say the word bully, it, it makes me actually like, cringe because it makes me sound so, I don't know. It makes me sound like I got, I got bullied. I got bullied. Um, but it's not healthy. And the anger that we currently have towards other human beings to strangers is not normal. And I think if we lead with kindness, we can, we can really make these spaces that we spend a lot of our time in a lot better for ourselves. Cause sometimes social media can be really horrible. Um, and, and the one thing that came out of my big episode on Friday is that I can block like a ninja. I've become the ninja blocker and it feels like it's so liberating to just get rid of negativity. Agreed. Agreed. We have to, we have to start um, curating our energy fields as well um, on everything. But last, I'm with you. Last thing that I want to say on this is that it's fine to go out and it's fine to go to restaurants and to go and support our local artists and our DJs. But when you are there, you still have a responsibility to be good because otherwise yeah. your behavior, the rest of us are all going to have to go into lockdown. So it's on each and every one of us to be good. And I was shamed recently for going out. I didn't deserve it because I was good. But it was a great way to educate that you can, in fact, go out and still wear a mask and still have fun and still dance as long as you're being cautious. I love that. I love that. I hope, you know, it's also another topic that's come up quite often. I hope that the one thing that I will take away and I hope that other people will take away from this year that's been so traumatic is just to be kinder to each other. Like, that's all, we, that's all we really need to do. Okay, but let's move on now. In other big news in the world, Joe Biden is officially president. And according <laughs> to the Guy website, this could mean that there is a South African in the White House. Brendan McHugh? Yeah, so um, how interesting, how interesting is this? That uh, Joe Biden's son, his name's Hunter Biden, he's got quite a checkered past, so I didn't write about any of that because it wasn't the focus of the story. But last year, uh, in May 2019, he met a woman by the name of Melissa Cohen, who's from Johannesburg. How flippin' cool. They uh, met, they immediately fell in love, they got married, they had a baby early this year, I think in March the little baby was born, and Melissa is this activist. Um, Danny, I, I, I don't know her personally, but um, in her bio, it speaks about how she 
focuses on the plot for the environment for in, in mistreated animals. You would love her. You would love her. Um, refugees, ind indigenous peoples, mistreated workers. She cares about issues um, and that's what she's used her platform for before she became part of the presidential party, uh, part of the Bidens. But um, yeah, they got married and they've got a little baby and she won't be moving into the White House when apparently the Bidens do because mainstream media are reporting that he has one. Um, and apparently Joe Biden is set to be inaugurated as the 46th president, American president, on the 20th of January, 2021. So that's when we'll really know that he's president. Um, should anything change by then, obviously things would change. If they do, we would update articles and, and they would come out on mainstream media. But Melissa Cohen Biden is South African and she's literally gonna have keys to the White House. How weird. Oh my gosh. This is, you know, what? I, I, after I saw it, I went and I, I started Googling her and I read their story. And it is so cool for me to see that there are other people in this world who also met and within like a couple of days of meeting decided that they loved each other enough to get married. And then they got married and then they're still together because Phil and I did exactly that. How many years ago? Uh, 13 years ago. Wow. 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 That's amazing not going to work you don't know him you should live with him first and i was like i know and when you know you know yeah when you know you know yeah. <laughs> 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 i'm here for this and i hope that we through him being her father-in-law she can now do even more better this is the thing, right? She's going to be given a massive, massive, massive platform. Um, if we think about uh, the most recent American president, when you saw photos of his family, his Ivanka, her husband, whatever, they were all in the White House and they were all given platforms for their own voices. And if she's already fighting for the environment, if she's fighting for animals, if she's fighting for people, um, that work can continue, um, which that excites me. That's really exciting. Okay, next good news story. Um, tell me about this COVID-designed dining experience that's opened in Cape Town. What is so? I, I got the. <laughs> I got the story, it came across my desk, and my first thoughts, I kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, oh, someone's trying to capitalize on COVID, and I'm so sick of people capitalizing on COVID. And then when I did the research, I realized that it's actually a really cool space. It's called Cliff Street Village, and what they've done is they've thought about um, how to keep, and, and let's remove COVID for a second. Like, I don't like getting man flu, actually. I hate getting man flu. I, I hate getting sick. I, I don't like being sick. So if you can create a safe environment where perhaps other restaurants can follow the same sort of idea, then we, I, I don't know if we'd eliminate flu, but we'd certainly get rid of it for some of us and some of our seasons. And I'm all for that. Like if I never get flu again, I, I'm good for that. So this Clove Street Village um, basically, they've got sanitizing stations. They've designed the whole restaurant so that it's got these massive, massive, you can't even call them windows. It's literally doors of glass that open up the whole space. So it's got airflow. The whole place is open. Um, the seating has been designed so that no one is on top of anyone. Everybody is safe. And I, I, don't, I mean, just 
just I know COVID's tough and we don't want to think about it all the time, but just think about the flu next year or the year after that, just to know that, you, you know, you're not on top of each other. Um, they've also removed the need to interact with other humans. So um, they've got self-order kiosks. You can order from your phone. Um, it's just a really cool concept and it's like future forward. I'm here for this, but also just talking on exactly what you were saying. I was saying this to Phil the other day. And I was, it was around getting the flu next year, which is kind of an inevitability, right? We all get the flu at some point. But yeah. next year, when you get the flu, your immediate thought is going to be, oh my gosh, do I have COVID? And if you can start living and thinking forward for that and living defensively, like through, through places like this, um, and not having to change your life too much, imagine how incredible it would be when you do get a, a niggle or whatever, you're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I, you, I, think, I think that's also something that we can take away from this year. Is like when next year comes and it's flu season, if I feel like I've got a cold or if I feel like I'm getting a little bit sick, I won't go out. We, we as a society became... Um, it was like a norm. If you get sick, you just continue. Just keep going to work. Just keep doing whatever. When in actual fact, we should be getting better and then going back to our jobs and we can work better then. Agreed, dude. This is the one thing that I've taken. Um, it's okay to take time off when you are sick because not only is it good for you, but it's better for everyone else as well. <laughs> and I want to I wanna add there that um, being sick is not just... Uh, physical it could be mental if you're if you're not feeling mentally well then you should also um, take time off and recuperate and fill your cup and and like you said it's better for everybody else as well no one likes an angry person no or like a snotty person you know those people that <laughs> on everything i freak out for that like i will freak out for that so no, I'm here for this. Let's let's learn. Let's use this learn. This is a learning year for us. Okay. So this is a learning year. Learning. I learned because I know nothing about this. MotoGP. It's a thing that we <laughs> like to watch, and some girls like to watch, and it's very loud and irritating. And whenever it's on in my house, I make full put the volume down because I cannot. It sounds like mosquitoes. But anyway, <laughs> there is apparently a South African that's doing really really well in this motorbiking thing. I love the way Danny goes, apparently. Danny, where have you been? Where have you been the whole of 2020? Come on now. Brad Binder has become the name for South Africa. Uh, he's number 33. He rides for Team Red Bull. And um, he's just shot up in the MotoGP ranks. He claimed a his historic victory in the third round of the season this year in uh, the Czech Republic. He's done really, really well in the MotoGP. And um, just starting out his racing career in go-karts and karting, he's, you know, he's done really good things in his career. And now he's this, this worldwide name, Danny, that we should all know. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, we put out an article this weekend because uh, Red Bull put a, a short documentary together of Brad Binder and, um, and how he became number 33. It's, uh, it's quite beautiful. It features family interviews, archive footage, starting right back where it all began in, in his childhood in South Africa and to present day, um, the stuff that he's doing on the circuit now. He's just such a cool dude. Like he's someone to look up to. I really, really, really like him. 
that's very I, you see these this is why i need you in my life you and phil actually because you teach me about all these sport things that i should know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll teach you about sport not that i know much but i'll teach you what i know no, but it's good to know because South Africans are making such a big wave overseas and everywhere, and we need to celebrate it. Where can we find this documentary, Brent? Is have you? So, I have. If you just go onto Good Things Guy and just search for Brad Binder's name, B R A D B I N D E R, or search for Becoming Thirty Three, it should pop up. Uh, it's in the sports section if you want to go search through the articles there as well. I love that story. For educating me now, one thing that I love, 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 love is love, and hookup shows are my favorite. <laughs> I love on TV and be Instagram famous all in one. And Love Island, <laughs> have you watched Love Island? I, I mean, you, you have you actually watched it? <laughs> I really <can't. laughs> it's. Oh, okay, so I'll be honest with you, and I really don't want any of your listeners to judge me. So, guys, put your judgments away. I don't want anyone to get triggered. I love Love Island. <laughs> a lot. I love it so much. It's such a bad show, but I love it. So it's, and it's almost embarrassing. Like when, when people talk about it and you're in a public setting and they're all talking about Love Island and I have to pretend, well, I feel like I have to pretend that I don't watch it. You know, I would never I know. watch that. But it's, it's cut. Addicted. Okay, so tell us, what's happening with Love Island? So Love Island is branching out. They're already in tw uh, so like 19 territories around the world, and they're moving into their 20th territory, which is Love Island, South Africa. It's going to be on Mnet next year, February 2021, and um, it's going to be recorded. It's going to be produced. So all these uh, islanders are going to move into a house in the Western Cape, and they are all going to be South African. The entries opened on Sunday, the 8th of November, and um, just by visiting Good Things Guy and looking for Love Island, the article, you will find your way to enter so you could be one of the Love Island contestants living in that fabulous house, just um, finding love. You know, there are very few moments in my life where I go, I wish I was single, and this is what <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I think it could be really fun, actually. Even me, it's Oh my gosh, can you imagine how much, oh no, this would be, I would live, I would live hard, people would hate me on social media, because I would <laughs> rank party <laughs> I think you would be entertaining, people might love you on social media, they love you already, but they'll get to see another side of you. <laughs> okay, so we can enter Love Island in South Africa. You can, you can. As South Africans, um, you guys have got the opportunity. Just head over to the Good Things Guy website, search for Love Island in the search bar, or you can go to the lifestyle stories and uh, just scroll through there and you'll find the ones, uh, the one for Love Island where you can enter. Okay. Now also, not only are you the Good Things Guy and you hang out with me every Monday, but you also do a podcast with Jackpot. And you've had a little bit of a break waiting for your new season to kick off. Has it started yet or um, are we listening? So I'm hoping tomorrow they will be live. It might be a little bit later on in the week. We, so what had, what had happened was with the podcasting series, I decided to do visual as well. 
um, which I thought would be a really easy thing in the beginning. But apparently there's a lot of editing that goes into that um, that I didn't factor in. So um, they're busy editing my last three shows, uh, the last three shows that I did. And I'm hoping that this week we're going to have our very own Roseanne McKenzie from Jacaranda, who I got to sit down in studio and talk about her as a mom and um, her fitness and also her body positivity, which is is so massive. And then um, one of the biggest things and, and the reason why I love her is because she's got a big heart, like like everybody at Jacaranda does, but she's put together a show that tracks the Good Morning Angels and um, and goes and tells, go, goes and looks back at stories that, uh, that Jacaranda helped years ago and follows up on them and that's that's why i got into studio it's quite a quite a cool show that's all here and everyone should be watching it you can pvr it and save it and watch all of the episodes it is bomb and just they do so much good and i'm just really glad that it's it's going to be exposed to even more people and that means that we can help even more people because they know about it yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, right, is that um, Jacaranda and the Jacker listeners have got such, such big hearts. And it's you guys that are helping us make the difference. And, and yeah, and, and Roseanne's documented it in this incredible TV show. Um, and, I, and we get to chat about it. So um, I think you'll enjoy the interview. Awesome. Brendan, thank you. I love you. And you must have a wonderful day and week and year and month. <laughs> I love you and I want to wish all the listeners only good things. <laughs>